Hello. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're having a great week. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. Welcome to the 15 Minute Rev and welcome to the holiday season. I hope you guys have had a wonderful, uh, that's kind of not going to go there. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are doing very, very well. I opted to do this in a replay fashion because everybody's so busy right now with the holiday season and just I think everybody's just fatigued and so God told me to do it like this today so I'm just going to honor what God has said but I have a lot to talk to you about actually and before we get started I want to make sure I don't forget um, if you didn't check out Margaret Rowe uh, Margaret Rowe has just uh, had a book signing at Barnes and Noble last week actually the week before last actually and she was in people magazine and so we want to honor her and thank her for being our sponsor we always want to be grateful for what our people help us to do and i think that's that's the new book she and i just wrote as well it's called just a conversation away that's going to be coming your way uh actually in five more days you'll be able to buy that online it talks about getting you through the hard places of life and i think it's actually appropriate for where we're at right now as a nation and as individuals we're the enemy seems to be coming out of the woodwork because we're in C4, by the way. We're all, hopefully this is you. Hopefully you're transitioning out of your old and into your new. But we told this was going to be happening, but this book will help you. It'll help you to stay encouraged. Shoot, man. I don't want to have to go. Come on, Lord. In Jesus' name. There it is. Okay, so we're back. So a lot of good things happening right now. A lot of hard things happening. Um, warfare's through the roof through the roof and we anticipated it to be this way this is what the prophet said would happen as we got closer into the new place and so actually this prophetic word today ties into that if this is you hopefully you're part of the bride you're moving inside and i'm not really going to so much focus on the people that aren't aligned except for a special portion of this word today but i think it's important to understand uh god's bringing the truth in he's bringing the truth in if you haven't have you been frustrated by the lack of truth lately feeling like we're just spinning our wheels and nobody knows what's going on this is because the enemy wants you kept blindly in the dark as a christian so you don't know how to pray and so that's why we're getting on here even today but have you heard of the new presidential candidate and i'm and i i like him i'm trump supporter just letting you know that but his name is vivek rashami have you heard him in the presidential debates this guy's blowing the roof off with the truth. I mean, really blowing the roof off. He's running for president, but I actually think he's a white hat. Matter of fact, I know he is. He's a white hat. Um, because he has to know that Trump and the white hats are leading in a landslide. They're going to be leading in a landslide. They already are. And so, but either way, if you haven't heard him, you need to go listen to him because he's slicing and dicing with the truth and he's tearing up the deep state and the media. He's tearing them up, telling them off. And confronting the attack on Christians in our nation. This is an attack on you as a Christian. And so if this guy doesn't do anything else but to help get the truth out there to Americans, he's definitely doing his job. You need to go check him out and see how he handles himself. He's an outstanding debater. He actually just hammers them and kind of punches them in the throat, if you will, with the truth. He definitely does. And he's confronting them hard line. He's confronting uh, the globalists that are standing beside him on these presidential candidate platforms but he's even actually doing a better job than the fake media and the fake prophets in the church so because 
right now I feel like the fake church is so offended that they they don't know their head from a hole in the wall to be honest with you but it, they're just as lost as the world because they're caught up in the world but I'm getting ahead of myself so right now what the enemy's trying to do with against the new movers and the truthers right now and uh, Vivek Raswami is one of of these truthers but the enemy's trying to shut the truth down so that you don't know how to come into your new. And so the enemy's using fake prophets. He's using the fake media, things like that, to keep you from coming forward. Because if we don't know how to come forward, then how can we? And so then he comes at the new movers by trying to withhold the Spirit of God from us. Hello, you can't separate us from the love of God. God, what do you have to say about that? That's what you do about that. And God says, let it fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 30, 70, 38. Because if the truth didn't speak it, if it's an unholy speaking spirit to these people, it has to fall to the ground, just like it just did. Thanks, God. So, but anyway, what's this doing to you? What's this doing to you during this uprising of truth? Which is, if you feel like this frenzy starting to happen around you, it's a frenzy spiritually. The frenzy is the demonic because they realize they're losing control. They are absolutely freaking out. If the demonic have increased around you to where you're like, wow, where did all this warfare come from? That means you're probably the bride coming inside. But I'm getting ahead of myself again. So let me tell you about the vision I had. Pardon me. Where, and this is on 11-7, probably about three nights ago, where I saw this lens and its edges were blackened and dirty. And matter of fact, if you looked at the whole lens, the whole thing was dirty. It needed to be cleaned. But you could see light or see through the lens when there's light outside or around it. But people without a proper lens could not see in the dark. They couldn't see really clearly with where they needed to be. So then I see if it'll come back on. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Anyway, I think there it goes. So anyway, you could see where people were walking around with these lenses over them. And I knew that they were Christian. And so, but then when the daylight came, they could see a little bit better, but could not see at night or through the darkness for which they were being forced to walk through. Is this you? So then I saw myself traveling. This is going to sound crazy, but this is what I saw in the vision. I saw myself traveling through a book tunnel in the library of God's palaces. One of his palaces. He takes me in and out of heaven all the time. Where an angel was helping Jesus look through this book. And the angel saw me coming through. And Jesus was opening up a book to give to me. And it dealt with the book of time. And then God said this to me. He said, I'm beginning to teach you how to remove how to maneuver through the darkness of time through seasons and seasons can be either full of light or darkness that's all up to mankind or up to mankind's heart from where he starts from wherever you're starting in your walk with God if he starts from a place of enlightened or easier or easier let me see if that stops I think you can still hear me if there's a great connection there. So then the vision, then the vision changed. And I saw Jesus picking fruit off this tree on the same pathway he was walking with me on. And he gave me a piece of it. And he said, taste and see if I'm not good. And you will see that I'm a God who keeps his promises to thee. Even in the darkness, I keep thee. Even when those around you are wandering, wilderness wandering, even when they're stumbling in the dark and you aren't. The Lord says, avoid them. 
because you're walking with me. And now I'm beginning to take you through the next dimension of my heart where you'll find that all things will open up to you as you take part in the celebration of praise. You're going to become a praiser as you enter more deeply into the Ancient of Days. And then the Lord said, as he handed me a peach, he said, I've given you the kingdom, and now you're about to see. And if you know anything about the definition prophetically of a peach, the peach with its soft and sweet flesh can be seen as a symbol of richness and sweetness of God's blessings. And all things can still manifest as I move with thee, says the Lord, through the darkness to show my bride why I brought her inside into the light so she could sup with me. Why do you think I told Israel, my people, when the darkness and death spirit was traveling in Egypt to go inside, to put my blood on their doorpost because it had gotten dark outside and the death had tried to come their way. So I called them inside so they would be safe with me. And not be led astray. But that didn't mean I had forgotten about what I promised them. Because that occurred right before, check this out, I delivered them from Pharaoh's hand. And I sent them out with Egypt's bounty filling their hands with more wealth than any Israelite had ever seen in all their days. And if you know the passage of Exodus 12, this is what it states. It says, at the time appointed for their deliverance from Egyptian bondage, from bondage America, the Lord commanded each family in Israel to sacrifice a lamb, to sprinkle its blood on their doorpost, and then to eat unleavened bread for seven more days. Pardon me. All to symbolize the fact that the destroying angel would be passing over the Israelites as he went forth, slaying the firstborn in all the families of all the Egyptians. Also to show that Israel should go forth from slavery to freedom as a pattern for the Mosaic instructions yet to come. The details of the performances here involved were so arranged as to bear testimony both of Israel's deliverance and her deliverer. Among other procedures the Lord commanded, which are found in Exodus 12. Go read it. That's up to you. But then in the background, I noticed when I was having this vision because I listen to music and I listen to praise music and stuff when it's going on. And this song came on and the, the music was saying, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light song in the background until it fills up every space. Come and have your way. Let there be light. Let there be light. Just one word from God will change everything. Come and have your way, God. Come and have your way. And so I begin to ask God a series of questions after that. And even last night I was asking God questions, what I'll get into here in a second about the nation. But, you know, if you find yourself in this place where you're discouraged and you're kind of wondering, does God even know what he's doing? Has he left us here? Has he just totally forgotten us here? It's kind of like with his cousin John when he was about to be beheaded. When John was left in the prison and Jesus went on about doing his own business and and doing what God had. 6, 9 to 25. Or can you help me? What do you have to say about lack of truth coming against that? Let it fall to the ground. Okay, there it goes. Okay, here we go. So anyway, what John did then was John sent word back to Jesus saying, Lord, are you really the Messiah? 
And, and what, because if you know anything about John and Jesus, they were cousins. So I really think what he meant to say was, are you really my family? Are you really my, are you really, you know, are you really my, my church family? Are you really who you say you are? Kind of like some of us feel like right now when we're being tested by God, we're like, God, are you really who you say you are? And we're starting to get offended with God. I don't know about you. But have you been getting offended with God? And God's like, I'm not the one you're going to want to get offended with this these days. You don't want to do that. Because you're in a testing season where God is bringing you through a trust test right now. And he's trying to teach you how to enter into his best. And if you only knew what was on the other side of this test, you would be leaping for joy. And you'd be like flipping off the switch to your emotions. And you'd be like, yeah, let's do this thing. Let's get this show on the road. And you'll be pacing yourselves because of your uh, your fleshliness. And, and not your fleshliness, but because we know we're human beings. We have to pace ourselves. But, you know, John knew these things, and but Jesus knew even more. God knows even more. And so we, when we're walking through these seasons, then when God is testing us to come into our promised land, we do not want to get offended with God. We see the injustices of man. We see what man does to try to have and, and do things his own way because they're being led astray. They're not the holy bride of God. They're People that are outside, they're the five virgins who didn't keep their lamps lit. But you want to pass your test and you want to keep doing what God tells you to do his way so that you can come into God's best. I'm going to get on with this season, with this vision. So this is what he said to me. I said, God, God says, I'm about to deliver you in time. And I said, how's that, God? And he said, because death came at night, but Israel was delivered by the blood in daytime in the light. When she decided to allow my spirit to cover her, her home, her family, blessings, I covered them right before I brought them into the promised land with myself and my blood. So be ready. Even though it's dark outside, you've been covered and you are loved. Don't allow the enemy to turn your light out or dull your lens. Just because you're having a hard time seeing, that doesn't mean I won't help you enter in. Because as long as you keep on believing, I'm holding you by the hand. To help you enter in deeper into your promise. And the Lord says, this is different this time. Because this time you're about to expand into higher places and spaces. And nothing can stop me, says the Lord. Acts 5.39. Because I've already been preparing you. If you hear me or not. I'm going to see if that'll quit looping. So, I do not know if that's happening. I'm so sorry if you're watching. There it goes. But there's two moves going on here. And the Lord showed me it was like this. They're crossing pathways. So there's they're going two opposite directions. One is the bride. The other one is the fake church. And the fake church thinks that they're okay. Some of them will die for the spirit of death on their life. They probably will. But then there's the bride where she's coming inside. She's part of the five virgins who kept her lamps lit with new wine, new oil. And she didn't get stuck in the spirit of religion, the spirit of death or Jezebel. So she got her lens. She got her lens cleaned up. She didn't get dull like the rest of the rest of the church. The Lord says, "Just because you're having a hard time seeing, doesn't mean I won't help you enter in. And as long as you keep on believing that I'm holding your hand, you'll be coming deeper into your promise then. Because I've been preparing you. Do you feel the movement? That's me gently moving you inside to where we can abide, where heaven." begins to collide with the earth around you to allow you to carry new light, higher levels of light, because where light abounds, it drives out all the darkness. So guess who's 
And guess why there's so much chaos around you? Because the enemy knows now that many of you are coming through. He is freaking out. Because as the front runners come through, you cannot be stopped. Acts 5.39, if something's of God, you can't stop it. And God also bases it on the law. God's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he does for all. Ooh, so given that, you better be jumping for joy that God's using you and for not forgetting why God brought you into the earth, Joseph, because he's using you to help bring back the truth in a season of famine where there is no truth. He's helping you to bring back the love and the glory, and he's helping you to start a new story for many, not just you. It started with you first, then it's extended down into many of your families. You're starting to see your families come in now. I don't know about you. I am. And and they're changing. They're being changed, coming back to the gift of love again. And then it's going to expand out into your communities, to people around you, because people are wanting to see again. And they're not buying into the old buy and buy. Well, it's the end times. You know, all these things are happening. No, that's your that's your demonic reality. You go live that out if you want. It's not that time. It's God's times, not the devil. The devil's trying to come in ahead of time. And if you were actually keeping your lens clean, you would have seen that, gotten delivered from your demonic reality and from the spirit of religion on your vessel, from Jezebel, which has blinded you with the ways of hell. And a lot of you are so full of pride, you think, well, who are you to tell me? I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. Because I can sense it on you, and I see it on some of you. God bless you, but that's what I see. Don't get mad at me. I'm at the 11 o'clock hour. We're all double truth. So if you're at the 6 o'clock hour, born in July or June, or whenever, whenever your birth point, point is, that's your tribal positioning, you're at an earlier hour of time. So the, later, the closer you get to the 12 o'clock hour, the, the closer you're getting to stepping into God. That's the closer you get to the time changing into a brand new hour, a brand new season. We're all born in different seasons for different reasons. So this is like the disobedient virgins trying to hold on to my light bearers, thinking this is the Lord saying this, that I will allow them to come through. But little did they know that it's a relationship that I seek and they didn't care to sup with me. And so it's how their lens got dull and they lost their place in history, says the Lord. But you. Joseph, are coming with me into your new place that I have for you. So as the light gets lighter, the darkness will get darker, but I'll always keep you to watch and allow you to watch as I manifest my goodness all around you. So then last night, this is the prophetic word that came forth last night. I'm trying to make sure which pins pull. You don't have me six, nine to 25. Thanks, God. Whatever. There it is. Okay, here we are. So God said this. He said, I'm bringing you forth in time. And for those that are aligned, they will be extremely protected because they've aligned in my time instead of the devil's time. Check this out. You understand when we teach about the Zodiac versus the Maseroth? The Maseroth is God's laying is super, is redemption on your natural. The Zodiac is your own personality that you're born into time with. So that it's God created it all, but we don't really talk about the Zodiac because he said not to read horoscopes. So we're not trying to keep the devil's time. We're trying to keep God's time. But when you're aligned with the flesh or the devil's clock, you're under the curse. And when you're aligned with God's clock, the Maseroth, God's spirit helps you to give birth. And it helps you to realign your time. And you become extremely protected. 
And the Lord says, so I'm not going to allow anything to touch your hair on your head. But as for those bumbling around in the dark, misaligned or finding it hard to navigate the darkness. And so now, because they're getting angry at me, says the Lord, because they've chosen to get behind, they're getting angry at you, the truth prophets, for exposing them to everyone to see what I see. Deuteronomy 6, 9, 25. Thanks, God. So anyway, see if this kicks back in. There it goes. So the Lord says what they do is they mix witchcraft, though, and they take the witchcraft and they mix it with the word of God, like Ananias and Sapphira did. They mix the holy with the unholy. The Lord says, how dare you for trying to get me involved in your treason when I don't do what you do so that you could actually hide your sin thinking I wouldn't see. Using the word to create false protection so my prophets couldn't see your evil reality. Lord says, you're exposed. I'm exposing you now. Because I want my people to see who you are. You're a golden cow. Many of you are a little trying to make idols of yourself. When I won't share my glory with anybody, says the Lord. So, this is why I wanted you to clean up your lens, says the Lord, so that my truth prophets could truly see again. They could see what I see and help others to enter in looking for the truth, for this is how revival begins. Do you understand? This is how God is bringing us back into healthy relating, too. And this has to do with everything I'm talking about. Because if you're not operating in the truth, how can you relate in a healthy way? Because many of you won't deal with the elephant in the room. When you don't deal with the truth, dysfunction abounds. And this is how Jezebel started getting into these churches. And he's making some of you look like a bunch of clowns. It's a demon that you're dealing with. But this is what the Lord explained this to me like. He's identifying all their lies, their words, everything they've said, overruled, overturned. Acts 24, 14. Thanks, God. Thanks. There it goes. Okay. But the only job of any healthy leader is to help train and equip you to lead the sheep into the divine. But there are so many stuck in Jezebel that they're forgetting that God's an unfolding God. He works us through time. And so that would mean that God is now in the process of teaching his sheep how to relate effectively with him. To come out of their sin, Lord, you do it, please. There it goes. God wants to see who wants to get free and who wants to stay under the curse. If you're in a lurch as the church, you're under a curse. You're stuck in the zodiac. Because when you're in the devil's clock, that's the curse. It means you need to get your bloodline cleaned up. So if you choose to stay under the zodiac or the flesh, then you're subjecting, subjecting yourself to the enemy and all of his subjects, the demons. But if you say you're God's child, yet you act like the devil, that means someone needs to be honest with themselves. Because if you act like hell or Jezebel, then somebody's committing treason and has changed teams. And you, then, are the one who has chosen not to enter into the kingdom. So then you are the cause. Because of your refusal to change or be changed, you're the cause of your own suffering. So back to relationship. When sheep come into a church, 
saying they want to be God's child, they have to also understand the concept of God's unfolding process. So when some of you Jezebels come in trying to get up underneath the leader's veneer, that's what you do. You're you're trying to get up the devil in you underneath the leader's veneer to find out what weaknesses they might have so that you can manipulate and control them. Because that's the only way that you've been used to handling your relationships is through manipulation control what you sin. Love doesn't control people. I don't know about you. He gives us the right to choose who we want to relate to. And if you're unhealthy, I don't want to relate with you unless you choose to get free from you. So, the Lord says it's, it's actually none of your business to be in relationship with the leader emotionally. That's that leader's prerogative, and that's usually reserved for their own spouse or close friends or their leadership staff. That's usually as far as that circle expands. Matter of fact, many sheep never ever get to know their leadership outside of the pulpit because it's unprofessional, relationally. Do these leaders care for you? Do they pray for you? Sometimes visit you? Sure they do. That's their job. But do they want to have an intimate relationship with you? They can't because of all the other sheep God is using them to help too. So the bottom line is the whole world doesn't revolve around some of you. So your expectations are off. Your perceptions are skewed. So in case you haven't understood healthy relationships, it's only a healthy leader's responsibility to train and teach you. They or we can't and aren't ever going to be your friend, which is to keep you from getting too familiar with the Lord on us, which makes you not able to enter in or receive truth, which helps you. Because usually only God allows further relating with anyone we meet, which happens over time because time allows an unfolding process to begin where relationships, if they're healthy, enter into where God in us will begin will begin to get to know God and others or other sheep. He's entering us back into healthy relating again. That's what love does for you. When you get to know love, love teaches you order in a thing. This is why people get the cart before the horse so much, even in the relating in their dating process. They start sleeping around with people without realizing that God has a purpose for marriage. And he's a God of order. And he doesn't want you committing and creating generational sin. You create curses by premarital sex. Things like that. And you open yourself up to the cursings on the people you sleep with. So you get demons transferred off onto bloodlines. And don't you think the enemy loves that? So you pollute your bloodline and you hinder your future blessings because you won't get free from you. And this is not just about this topic matter. It goes into every topic matter, even the ones in the church. Leadership too. What happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. And it's time God is cleaning up the church now. So getting mad or getting pissed off at this truth prophet is not going to help you get rid of your golden cow. You need to deal with you. And, and just because you may not like a word or two that I say, well, Peter did it too, so go deal with him. Just because I'm a female, I don't care. Get rid of your misogynistic tendencies too. I'm here to train you. And actually, in an unassuming spirit that you wouldn't actually normally relate to. So if you're operating then, if you go back to the sheep, if you're operating in a foreign spirit, or spirits you refuse to get free from? How do you expect everybody to relate with you? You're on a different spiritual page. So 
entirely. By the way, you're on a different spiritual page entirely. And then you wonder why nobody gets you. You're on a demonic page. You'll have a demonic perception because you haven't gotten free. And many of you think you're okay. You think you're fine. You're in the old by and by. Some of you leaders too. You're stuck and you're like, well, bless God. You know, I know what I'm talking about. I've got more experience than you. Actually, David was younger than Saul and he was wiser than him. He had enough of a brain to listen to God. He entered in and he repented. So why are you let why are you limiting God to an age? I listen to I le- I receive from God in three year olds sometimes. He speaks to three year olds. He's spoken to me through an ass before. Some of you act like it. He did to Balaam. Imagine that. Ah, Balaam was a false prophet. I've listened to false prophets too. I've gotten slimed by them. So God's trying to rid the church of the false, the fake. He's trying to bring in the truth. And the problem is many of you are so afraid of the truth, you don't know how to deal with you. You're, what you're really afraid of is you're afraid because you don't like yourself very much, a lot of you. And you're afraid that even God doesn't love you. He loves you. He made you. But you've got to deal with the elephant in the room. Could that be you? <laughs> Pardon me. So... If you don't get free from Jezebel, though, let me tell you who Jezebel is. Jezebel is the front runner for the Antichrist spirit. It steals your identity. Where Elijah is the front runner of Jesus Christ. He said, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Actually, this John the Baptist, a type of John the Baptist. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. All truth is coming in the door. Are you ready for him? Because many of you are crying out for revival, and yet you won't deal with you. And I'm like, what a hypocrisy. What are you afraid he's going to do? Reject you? He could. He could if he doesn't, if you don't choose to get free. But if you don't get free from Jezebel, guess who's on a freight train to hell? She's a front runner for the Antichrist spirit. So she's here to steal your identity. And many of you are just giving it away freely. Just settling for the enemy's identity. Staying in that Zodiac clock. Never getting free from you. Hmm. <sighs> so if you know anything, too, Elijah was a truth seeker. So only said what true love and truth told him to do and be. We wrap this up today. We're doing great today. She's now coming inside while those stuck in the flesh are like the five virgins stuck outside because God is giving a very specific mandate for this particular move. Hello, it's going to start in 2024. It actually started this year. He started giving us uh, a taste of it this year where things started really buckling down and narrowing down with the more narrowing of spiritual laws. Well, guess what's happening in 2024? It's going to become extremely narrow extremely narrow to where those of you who refuse to deal with you you're going to be cut completely out of the conversation because of your refusal to come through you don't have a choice but to do it his way and so you're demanding and your arrogance and saying well bless god you don't know who i am i'm so tired of that statement quit blessing god if you don't really bless him you're an insult to him in your arrogance and your pompous you're making a pompous ass out of some of yourselves because you're not blessing him. You're just staying stuck in your ways instead of coming into the ancient of days when he really does love you. And then you're trying to harm the people who are trying to help you get through. And some of you are burning your bridges so fast that you will never get through. 
because you've insulted some of us so badly, we don't care what you do. If you make it through, it's up to you and God, but you put yourself in an awfully bad place now in your arrogance to do things your way. And some of you would say, well, that's not very forgiving. Well, we just know the true heart condition of some of you. You're not really in it to change. You're just in it to get more power. And God said, I've exposed you. God says, I'm the only one that's going to be God on the throne, not you. Some of you have put your throne above his and shame, shame, shame on you. You're out for power. You go get all this head knowledge and you think God's going to endue you with power and you abuse what little power he's already given you. So no, you go figure it out. We're helping the true sheep who want to change and be changed. Is that you? By the way, we're not intimidated by you. We do respect authority, but righteous authority, not the fakes and the wannabes, not the Saul's. And David handled himself very, very well with Saul. A lot more better, lot better than I would have. Which brings us to Ezekiel 21 1 through 22 31. It's talking about the court. When people aren't getting free so they could be who God meant for them to be, it's not totally their fault. Because there are four parallels here when they talk about the court, the furnace, the jungle, and the wall. Let me depict them all to you while we wrap up here quickly. Where it talks about the prophet becoming the prosecutor of Judah and her sin. People hate truth prophets. Trust me, I know these things. They, they hated him. They hated Jeremiah. They hated Elijah. The leaders hated them. But everybody in that day was guilty because they cheapened their walk with God through not getting free. And they acted like hell behind the scenes, thinking nobody would ever care about how they behaved. And God said, I'm taking notes. I'm watching you. Here you are crying out to the ancient of days. Oh, God, do you see me? I sure do. I sure do. I see you through and through. Trust me. But trying to hide your sin with witchcraft or prayers or edicts, Ananias and Sapphira, acting like God won't hold you accountable, is fixing to catch up with you. You better take this serious. We're getting closer to 2024. As all judgment walks into the room. Then we deal with the furnace. When the enemy or the army of Babylon encamped around Judah. Where everyone's walk was cheapened again by their sin. Because of the refusal to come in and grow up as the bride of Christ. But instead of coming in, they got angry at God. They got offended with God. Rebelling in their own ways. Refusing him and then we deal with the jungle the fake prophets who were like lions and the fake princes or leaders acting like wolves all acting uh and trying to get everything they could get from the people instead of trying to help the sheep come in like christ told them to do so the priest didn't differentiate between what was holy or unclean They were just as guilty. They led the people deeper into sin. And then we deal with the wall, where false visions and messages of the false prophets were now leading many astray. So because of people refusing to get clean, they didn't get up on the wall. They just created walls around the people, the sheep, which led them astray. 
Because God now is not only looking for people who will be walls of strength, but become strong walls around his people to teach them how to climb, pull them out of danger. So they'd be inclined to come up into his ways. So, you know, interestingly enough, did did you guys, do you guys watch movies? Do you guys ever watch movies? And, um, because last night I've been wanting to watch this movie for a while now. It's called Gold of My Year. Have you ever seen, have you watched this movie that came out? I think Helen Mirren is in it. And it talks about Israel after the six day war. I think it's the war of Yom Kippur. I want to say that. I think that's it. I may have that wrong, but it was where they were getting invaded by Egypt and the Assyrians. And they were looking to America to be an ally. And to tell the truth and to walk in truth with her because Israel didn't start the war. They were just, they were trying to exist. They've always just been trying to exist. And and I could not believe, I cannot stand Henry Kissinger, first of all, because I always thought he was this slime ball and he, he probably, mm, I won't go any further than that. But anyway, in the movie he was too. But they were always trying to make Israel compromise on the truth. Always trying to make them compromise. And finally, finally, a leader stood up to them and, and Israel had everything to lose because of America's size. America was huge. It's huge. We were a hundred, hundred times bigger than Israel. I don't know how many Israels you could fit into America, but we, Israel needed America as an ally for military support, but yet they were trying to be forced to comply to a lie. Because America had hidden agendas. These, the Secretary of State had hidden agendas. Henry Kissinger. And finally, gold in my ear got right back up in his face. And she said, you know what, Henry? She said, if we have to fight this war alone, we're willing to go it alone to stand up in truth. You go do what you do. And I'm going to take my team and do what we do. But we're not compromising with you. And this is the season that some of you find yourself in right now. You're either going to bend and stand with the fake prophets and the fake church, or you're going to get off your butt and enter in. Because nobody can do it for you. And if you, again, knew what was on the other side of this thing, you'd be like, whoa, let's go. Come on. Because God's got a blessing waiting for you. And then you may not, you may be thinking to yourself, well, I don't see anything in the future, blah, blah, blah. That's because you're blinded by witchcraft right now. There's tons of witchcraft in the atmosphere. It makes it hard to see. That's what's blinding your lens. But you've got to get that lens cleaned up to see a holy reality. And quit listening to the doom and the doomsayers. Oh, it's the end of times. No, it's not. Not yet. The enemy's trying to make it that way. And some of you won't shut your mouth so that because your words have power. You're agreeing with the enemy's camp instead of God. That's the te- trust test. Which brings us to Hebrews 10, 1 through 17, as we wrap up this thing. Perfect timing. Thanks, God. Talking about forgiveness, and God knows some of you will need it. But you also need to understand that we don't perform for man. We're not. We're here. We know we're forgiven by God. We're New Testament believers. I don't know about you. If you're spirit-filled, you know that Jesus paid it all. He paid it on the cross. So people that are trying to lord over you and try to play your God like Jezebel does, they're in for a rude, awake, rude awakening because God's not allowing it in the season. He's having us in around right on in, and he's bulldozing right over them. So know who you are. Thing off.
Jesus name. He did it a There it goes. There it goes. I didn't I didn't go on without you. So anyway, the song of a warrior. Psalms 108, 1 through 13, and it talks about David. He knew who he was. He was a man after God's own heart. You've heard that a million times, but he truly did know love. And he was honestly humble. He had been born a bastard child. He'd been born like a Heinz 57, yet God raised him up for great things through a trust test. Even through suffering, Joseph, many people like that. The prophet saw him and he said, I want this humble man. He's a nobody on the backside of a mountain. His dad was ashamed of him. Wanted anybody but him. And God said, you know what? I want him anyway. I want him. I've raised him up for this time to enter in, to help my people begin again, to get to know me again. But he praised God at all times. Because confidence in God gives you something to sing about. Do you know how to praise your way in? And then he says, I will listen. I will praise God at all times, and then I will listen. We learned how to hear God. God heard him. And then David waited for God to speak to him. He didn't just run in with the Santa Claus list and say, God, God, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. He waited on God. He learned how to sit at the feet of the Lord and attain the true king's decree to see what God had to say about a thing. He wanted to get to know the Lord. And then he learned about the phrase, I will conquer. This is the key for many of you true frontrunners. There are so many imposters out there right now. Imposters trying to take your throne. And God said, Acts 5.39, if that's not of God, anything that tries to exalt itself above the throne of God, he's given us all power over that. 2 Corinthians 10.4 and 5. God says, I've given you all power and authority to trample on anything that tries to exalt itself above the throne of God. That's why they can't win. That's why they're not in. Because they refuse to deal with the elephant within. Interesting. So he says, I will conquer as God leads us into battle to capture his strongholds, to give us the victory. David and Jesus went through these. He went through the same test that you're going through, bride. The bride's coming inside. Well, Jesus went through it too. So did David. What we're going through today. But they both dealt with people needing healing. Or dealing with crazy leaders who would never listen because of their arrogance. So they just kept on moving in God's direction because they knew what God told them to do. Do you? There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. And if my words tick you off, then good. Maybe it'll inspire you to come on through. And quit being the lesser side of you and become the best you possible. Which... Brings us as we wrap up today to Proverbs 27, 12, and it states that the prudent see danger and they take cover, but the simple keep going and paying the penalty. Let me say it like this. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep on going and they pay the penalty. Another example of this is a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. That's three different interpretations. He's telling us three times, it's time to come inside. It's time to come inside. I hope you're hearing the message today. And I hope all the interruptions didn't offend you or irritate you. I apologize if they did. I'm glad you stayed with me to get to the end. But I hope you're encouraged, guys. There's a lot of good things coming. They told us it would get this hard at the end. 
you got to kind of flip a switch on your emotions and you got to pace yourself because we're all human beings. Pace yourself so you don't get sick in your intercession. Intercessor, you can do this. You can so do this. God believes in you. I believe in you. But he chose you and lifted you up for such a time as this. And he loves you. He's taking you somewhere special. He's taking you somewhere really good. You just got to get to the other side of this test.